Welcome to another week of shows. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. It is Monday. Woo! No, I don't know. Uh, Come Monye. on, embrace the thought of Monday. Not there yet, man. Why would you not embrace the thought that this could be a brand new week? So many possibilities. <laughs> All the things that could go right. It's Monday. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Exactly. I'm tired. But I know you come into Monday tired and you're like, I had a good weekend. I don't want the weekend to be over. But you got to be here anyway. Why not approach it as Monday? Look at all the things we can do. Monday. Monday. Had a good weekend. Mon- it's Monday. Let's we get the empty canvas. We got all the paint with it. We can paint this week however we want. <laughs> you're trying so okay, hard man. right now. Welcome to Monier, everybody. Monier. Has anyone signed on to Monier yet except for me? No, yeah, not Amy, just not you. Amy. No, man. Lunchbox? No chance. Ray? Uh, yeah, I'm wanting to make some t-shirts that say it. Oh, now <laughs> Ray's trying to oh, steal Monier. Monier. You Sizen. can't. That's Bobby's saying. Monier Sizen. Monier Sizen. Mm, they don't matter. It doesn't really go together. <laughs> Morgan? No. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, we do like to start Monier's with the Good News Countdown. Let's go. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Here we go. Five to one. All these stories are awesome. Number five. A North Carolina man turned a tragic situation into a positive one by proposing to his girlfriend the same night their house burned down. Sean Matthews popped the question to Kelly hours after the flames were put out at their home. He was able to get the ring from the fireproof safe that he was going to propose anyway. It was like, hey, I just want to show you that even when crap happens, I'm going to be by your side. Ooh. He proposed. She said yes. That's great. That's wow. pretty cool. Number four. A dog named Lollipop and a cat named Shashimi teamed up to break a world record. Their owner trained them to ride a scooter together. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and they recently set a new speed record. <laughs> five meters in under five seconds. They both hold on to the handlebars. The dog pushes with the back foot and the cat just <laughs> along for the ride. That's a pretty funny name for a cat. Yes. Shashimi. <laughs> And Lollipop's the other one. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Number three. A group of Marines in their dress uniforms trudged through floodwaters near the Pentagon last week to help a stranded motorist. A torrential downpour had flooded a number of roads in the area, and the Marines pushed the car out. In the video, the woman in the car says, the Marines are going to help us? This is the most American thing ever. And they're in their dress uniforms. It's awesome. It's awesome. Number two. A fertility doctor in Irvine, California is going viral because of the way he delivers good news. He calls each patient on the phone and everyone in the office yells. And here, I'll play this clip for you. You're like New Year's. That's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Number one. And finally, a 101-year-old woman in Maine named Virginia Oliver works on a lobster boat. Again, she's 101. Wow. And she has no plans to retire. She's been catching lobsters since she was eight years old, and the boat she works on is actually named after her. Her late husband named the boat Virginia years ago. She works on it with her 78-year-old son, Max. Oh. That's amazing. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) That's awesome. That was the Good News Countdown. Tell me you're not feeling Munye a little more after that. Munye. Still not really, no. It's Munye. Okay. We're here hanging out. Some people call it Monday. I'm so pumped for a new week, I call it Monday. I'm really trying to get this to stick. It's hard when nobody on the show will go along with me. Everybody kind of lowers their head when I say well, that. Well, the later it gets, I'm no, kind of feeling I it now. I sometimes go, Monday. Eddie, it's literally 20 minutes. I get it. Maybe in yeah. two hours, yes. I'm going to feel it. Mm-hmm. Let's do the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Good morning, Bobby. 
My mom-in-law likes to watch my kids while my husband and I work during the week. Occasionally, she watches them in our home instead of hers. And on those days, I'm always tempted to check the security cameras just to see what they're up to. I rarely do, but yesterday I did. I was shocked to see smoke in the air, and a few seconds later saw her come into frame with a vape in her mouth. (laughs) I mean, not funny, but... We found a vape cartridge a couple months ago, but assumed that it was our housekeeper's. I don't know much about vaping and if the secondhand effects are like cigarettes, but I did find it alarming. Do I tell my husband what I saw or keep it to myself? I don't want to seem like a weirdo creeping on the security cameras. And I know if I tell my husband, he'll say something to her to try to get her to stop vaping. Please help. Anonymous. Amy? Oh, man. I I think you have to say something. I don't know the effects, though, so... But I mean, I feel as though you saying something is totally acceptable and fine. And it's your house. You have every right to look at cameras if you want. It's a tough, tough combo, though. Sure. Hey, I was watching you on the security yeah. cameras. You may not sure. want to mention all that. Well, I'm not saying you have to go about exactly how you discovered it. But you can say, hey, look. look you look could even this. go back to the cartridge you found. There you yeah. go. There you and go. say, I, mean, I found this. Well, I wouldn't do it like you've no. your kid. Oh, oh. <laughs> You could go back to the cartridge and go, hey, we found a vape cartridge in the house, but is this yours? And then she and then lies. Just see if she tells the truth about it. Okay. And if she says yes, be like, oh, okay, this is yours. Would you please not vape around the kids? Mm-hmm. I think that's the easier way to get to it instead of, hey, I was spying on you as you were volunteering to watch our kids while we were at work. So that's what I would do. We were at a, uh, at a hotel recently, and we're in it, and it's like 3 p.m., and somebody knocks on the door. It's a kid, like 19. He goes, hey, did housekeeping leave something behind? And I was like, I don't think so. Uh, what are you looking for? And he goes, a vape pen. And I could tell he was embarrassed, and he didn't, <laughs> and it was his, and he was like kind of having to sneak back up to the room. Hmm. But I was like, no, man. I was like, but if we find something, I will not call and say I found it. I'll just call and ask for you so you can get it back. But I would approach it with the mom like that. I would be like, hey, we found these cartridges. Like, is this yours? And if so, that's the way to bring it up. I don't have kids, though. Look, that's adventure A, though. So adventure B, if she says, no, that's not my cartridge, what do you do? I think you go, okay, cool. We're going to try to find out who it is because the last thing we want is anyone vaping around our kids. Dang, you're yeah, good. because I, I just did a quick search. <laughs> and there's- that's a great answer. Well, that's what I would say. I would say, okay, cool. We, we just really want to find, because this we really don't want our kids around any sort of vaping at all. So And we have security cameras. We're going to try to find. And I would set all that up right. without actually having that. Okay. Man, I would have jumped right into, well, I got video of you. But no, that's much you better. You open the laptop. <laughs> oh, yeah? A pediatric doctor like, is quoted in a medical article here saying that vaping and secondhand vaping is just as dangerous as smoking and secondhand smoke. And that's great to know because I didn't know that. Me neither. And, you know, yeah, for some reason I just felt like I know vaping isn't as bad, but something about it doesn't seem as bad as smoking. But apparently it's... Mostly because it's concealed. Like I see people, mm-hmm. hey, let me get that vape real quick. You just put in your hand. Just a mm. little, just knock it. But the amount of smoke that comes out of a vape, man, it looks, it looks like something's on fire. I guess it's different. I, I'm thinking of a vape pen. I, maybe I don't know the difference. I don't know that. You ever yeah. see people drive down we the just road? Don't know enough yeah. about it. And with their vape, yes, I've seen that. Boom. <laughs> They're smoking. You just see like a little string of smoke or whatever. I but. heard someone the other day go, "Let me get a hit of that jewel." Oh yeah. What is that? Where were you? Well, <laughs> I was actually backstage at a, at uh, an event. Huh. And it was a celebrity. 
And did you Google jewel. it? What no, no, jewel, no, jewel, is, jewel a type is, of, is a type of like vape. vape yeah. We are so uneducated, oh. so you guys can call. <laughs> Scuba Steve, I see I, you reacting in there. Can you explain? Yes, so the so there are a couple different kind of vapes. There's the one you can buy in California and other places. That's a different... Uh, like that's like legal, like marijuana. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yes. Um, and then there's a tobacco kind, but there's two different versions. There's the one you're talking about, which is the Juul. They have many different off-brands. They're the smaller kind. You can buy them at gas stations. Not a lot of smoke on those, right? Not a lot of smoke. It's more nicotine-packed. Then there's the one that you guys are talking about, Eddie mentioned, where there's a, the big plume of smoke. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. like an actual like machine that's the size of like a wallet, and it's got juice in it, where you can continually use it over and over and over by adding more juice, whereas the Juul's like a disposable, smaller smoke hit. And my... <laughs> feeling was with the, the celebrity that was asking for the hit of the jewel, it was the good stuff. The, well, I mean, the, yeah, the yeah. strong stuff. <laughs> it could be that too, but we're in Vegas. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We're in Vegas. <laughs> but how I would handle the situation is go, hey, we found this cartridge. You wouldn't know whose this is. And if she doesn't admit to it, go, okay, well, if you do know, please let us know. We just don't, the effects of this smoke is just as bad as cigarettes and we don't want anyone's vaping around our kids. Um, and then be like, we'll just watch our security cameras and see if we... And then that'll probably keep her from doing That's it. That's great. Yeah. That's what I would do. All right. Hey, thank you for the email. Hey, I learned something in this mailbag. Yeah. I know nothing did. about smoking. Mm-hmm. So I learned a little something here from Scuba Steve who knows a little bit about everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. These are the best songs to drive to, according to a study. I have the top five for you. Okay. Best to drive to. I'm assuming when they say best, meaning you're not getting an accident, you're probably feeling good. It's probably a combination of factors. Number five is U2. It's a beautiful day. Love it. Oh, my gosh. I can picture myself driving down the road listening to this right now. Is it because it's literally saying it's a beautiful day? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe like windows down. And I've never been somebody who likes to go for a drive. One, I guess I get car sick, and that's why. Yeah. Like, the car is not a place for me that I feel good. Don't like to go for a drive, don't like to drive, don't like to ride passenger, just hate it all. (laughs) So, and sometimes, Caitlin will just go for a drive. And I'm like, what? That's that's awful. But that's her, anybody like to go for a drive? No. No, not really. No. No. You do? Yeah. You will? Number four is Mr. Brightside from The Killers. Love it. Picture myself right now again. No, I'm stressed out. By this song? Yeah, like, I'm... I got the This is fantastic. No, I mean, it's not a bad song, but yeah. that's not easy driving for me. Number three, Happy, Pharrell Williams. That's a jam? Sure. I'm more at a dance. Number two, Fleetwood Mac. You can go your own way. Come on. That's too old for you? Mm. I mean, classic Rocky? Well, I need to see what it's, I'd pick something else, but. Well, I'm just asking about that song. Do you even like that song? It's all right. Number one, Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. I see a little no. No. no way, man. In, in Wayne's World, though, they so yeah. this is all in the car. That's probably the only time, though. But you can, you can sing along, too. I think probably they're factoring sing-alongs into okay. this. Okay, okay. Because this is one you can sing the whole thing to, and it's like nine minutes long. So it goes by fast? I'm just giving an argument for it, because I don't like You're any, trying. You're trying really any songs to drive to. Uh, here are the songs that are considered the safest to drive to. So for staying... Concentrated, calm, and alert. Number five, Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. I would think you wouldn't be that concentrated on this because you're singing. And playing the drums. Yes. Oh, true. I didn't think about air drums. (laughs) Skinny Love by Birdie at four. 
Now everybody going. just no wrecked. idea what that is. I would wreck changing the station. Number three, <laughs> Trader from Olivia Rodrigo. Oh no, that one. Okay. Makes me sleepy though. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, are, you, are you I, sure these are safe? I used to. I mean, I fell asleep once for sure driving to my golf course job because we had to be there when the sun came up. Not good. When the sun came up. <laughs> uh, Cinnamon Girl from Lana Del Rey. Fall asleep now doing this yeah. segment. Oh, man, what's happening? And then Guns N' Roses patience at number one. Just a little patience. That is a jam that I haven't thought about in a long time. So good. I've never thought about it. Never you heard, heard that it. song? No. Stop. No, I haven't. Why would I ever have heard that song? Where? Maybe movies. Mm, no. You know what song is from a movie that makes me think about driving? Is Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise, Free Fallen. Free Fallen. That's like, because he's driving and, and he's playing uh, wheel drums. Yeah, and screaming. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm free. What's the most air drum song you can think of? Ooh. Is it Phil Collins? Collins in the air tonight. You know, you know, talking, you, know you know that part I'm talking I about? I believe there's something in the air yeah. tonight. <laughs> um, another one is Jack and Diane. Dun, dun, dun. That's drums? <laughs> is that what you're talking about? I would about? air drum that, though. <laughs> or Back in Black ACDC. Oh, but now I'm doing guitar. Now I'm all confused. Yeah. I'm doing all instruments. Mm. Those are your best songs. So if you want a good day driving, Bohemian Rhapsody. If you want to be alert, Patience by Guns N' Roses. Everybody don't, got it? Got yeah, it. I don't agree with it. Well, you weren't one of the people surveyed <laughs> in the list there. Clearly. Latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Brett Young announced a Christmas album called Brett Young and Friends Sing the Christmas Classics, coming out on October 22nd. It will feature collaborations with Darius Rucker, Maddie and Tay, and several others. Here's one of the songs with Sam Fisher. Happy golden days of your faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us. Jameson Rogers can't believe he gets to be an artist for a living. It's hard to even explain. I cannot, I literally cannot believe I get to do this for a living. I mean, it's, uh, I feel like somebody's going to pinch me and I'm going to wake up and it's going to all going to be one bad joke, but, um... I'm I'm just just soaking it all up, honestly. Dave Haywood of Lady A talks about coaching his son's little league team. Just to have that time to coach little league baseball. I mean, that is yeah. not something you have time to do when you're actively touring, right? So for me to be there three days, four days a week doing little practices and games for flag football and, and baseball has been just I mean, I've just treasured the time. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A young girl in Florida is working hard to raise money to help those less fortunate in her community. Her name is Brinkley Minter. She asked her parents if kids who are homeless are still able to trick or treat. And her mom explained, hey, some families can't afford costumes. So she's six years old. She said, well, I don't want other kids to miss out on this. So she's been painting mostly Halloween-themed, and selling them. And then with that money, she's donating to the local homeless shelter so kids can also go out and, and wow. trick-or-treat. Love that. Get costumes for the kids. Her goal was to raise enough for 16 costumes, but so far she's raised over $2,900 by painting pictures. 
you know, speaking of that, one time I said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if an artist did a painting for us and we auctioned it off for St. Jude? This is way early. And Keith Urban painted a self-portrait of himself. Oh, that's right. You guys remember that? Yeah. Like he sat there and painted it and we auctioned it off for thousands of dollars. <laughs> that was so long ago, I forget about that right. sometimes. But I also did a segment on my Instagram called Good Person or Pile of Poop. Did you guys see that? Yes. Yeah, and, it was, and it was Keith Urban, he, and he was a good person. <laughs> Thankfully. But I was <laughs> like, are you ever going to do someone that's a pile? You never know. But the question is, should I continue that segment? Is yes. it so dumb that I should just cancel it? Continue it because at some point I want to get to pile of... It's on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. Do you think it's too juvenile, though? I'm 41 years old. Mm-hmm. This is the... The existential question I was asking myself. Oh. I'm sitting there with two emojis in my hands. <laughs> one's a smiley face, one's a pile of poop. And I'm going, is this person a smiley face or a pile of poop? I'm 41. Am I beyond that? Or no. I don't no. think so either. No, no, no. <laughs> and I'm asking Amy. Oh, okay. Because okay. I have one ready to go, another one. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're, it's, it's, I think you can still fit into that category. Thank you. So. And the people want to know bones. Go for are it. Are they nice people or are or they a pile of poop? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what? That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Later on, Lunchbox drives to Arkansas with Abby. He's going to go to the Crater of Diamonds State Park and search for a diamond. You literally can get out in the field there and dig and find a diamond. There's a guy that found a nine-carat diamond. We talked to him, worth millions of dollars. Lunchbox says if he finds a diamond, because it doesn't open until 8 a.m. tomorrow, they're going to drive over today. At 8 a.m. tomorrow, it opens. We'll talk to him while he digs. If he finds anything, you know, in that couple of hours, we'll know. Or then we'll check with him on Wednesday when he drives back. It's going to be so crazy if he finds something. So what are your expectations right now? I'm expecting to go there. I'm hoping be there maybe an hour or two and then be on an island. When I find a million-dollar diamond, they're going to freak out. The news will want to do stories, and I'll be like, yeah, we can do stories. And then they'll put me on a private jet, and I'll move to an island. You think someone's just going to put you on a private jet? Yeah, Crater State Diamonds will be like, dude, you are like a celebrity, and they'll get me a safe ride out of there. Because if I, if I stay in the car, people will try to attack the car. Okay. So Abby ought to drive back on her own. Okay, and I think she'd be okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> she preferred that. that. So if he finds something valued at a million dollars, he's out of here. Does that go with the lottery, too? If you win a million dollars in the lottery, same thing, are you done? Uh, it'd probably have to be 1.5 because they would take taxes. I can't hide that. Well, they're going to take taxes from the diamond, too, if you sell it. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah, it's probably a million dollars. I'm out. The story is jackpot winners often face the curse of the lottery. Okay. This is so stupid. I saw this. It was on the news feed from CNN. The winning $432 million Mega Millions lottery ticket that was bought in a Manhattan pizza joint Tuesday is the biggest in New York history. They're going to take home $192 million in cash after taxes. But they go through all of these people who it was the worst thing to ever happen to them. Ah, try me. I'll let it be the worst thing that happened to me. <laughs> Give me $192 million. That's such so terrible. Oh, what ended just, up being quote, bad? So many people of them wind up unhappy or wind up broke. Oh. People have had terrible things happen to them. This is from a financial consultant. People run through all their money. Easy come, easy go. They go through divorce. People die. Relationships are never the same. It's just upheaval they're not ready for. It's the curse of the lottery because it actually makes their lives worse instead of improving them. Okay, look. Oh, people die. No crap. We all die. That's a great, great, great <laughs> thing to put in there. People die. Yeah, really. People divorce. People divorce no matter what. So I'm not going to blame the lottery for that. I mean, you're not ready for some things. Easy come, easy go. Yeah, it's, that's what life is. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I, I tend to look at these stories of people just, 
you probably need good people around you if this happens. And if you don't have good people around you, this is going to happen. Do you feel like you have good people around you? I got you? great people around me. My family's amazing. They Would won't you, get any of the money, but... You wouldn't hook them all up with, like, a million here, a million No! There. If you want $190 million, you wouldn't... Like, that's your takeaway. You're not giving everybody yeah, a million bucks? No! Your parents? What? Why? No, because then I think they're using me for my money. Oh, my... But they didn't ask you for yeah, it. Yeah, it's a gift. Mm. If I, they expect money, nah. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll buy them, like, a car or something. There you go. Here you go. Wow. That's crazy. If you I, won $200 million, you wouldn't give each of your family members, your immediate family members, a million dollars? No! You're crazy. What, would you just want them to come beg to you for money? Well, I would just like them to be like, oh, you know, maybe I'll let them live on my island. Like, hey, come live on the island. That's cool. You, you can, can get an island for $200 million. For yes. sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so they can maybe come live on my island, but I'm not just going to hand them million-dollar checks because I don't know if they're ready for that, you know, because death and divorces. And, <laughs> now well, he I, I don't want to ruin their life. Well, he leaves today. Is he going to find that million-dollar diamond? That's the question. People have done it. He's going out. We'll check in with him tomorrow. Uh, but you guys have a seven-hour trip ahead of you today? Oh, yeah, seven, seven and a half hours with no stops. That's if we don't stop. You'll have to stop because Abby's got to use the bathroom. Exactly. So it's going to be like a nine-hour trip. Or you do. And on your way, when you hit up these small-town gas stations, buy some lottery tickets. Yeah, you that's how you win. Like... And why don't you get your driver's license fixed? So you just because. No, no, I tried. And they can't, like, you have to make an appointment with the DMV because of COVID. So I made my appointment. The day before the appointment, they emailed me and said, oh, sorry, your appointment's canceled. We'll contact you with a new appointment. Guess what? They never contacted me. Well, maybe the responsibility is on you to No, no, no. It says out. they will contact me. When, when someone sends you an email and says, I will contact you with your next appointment. <laughs> Who's that someone? The DMV. If it were me, I would contact them again. Right. Just keep because, pushing. I mean, mistakes happen. Yeah. So they canceled my appointment. I tried to get my driver's license. Would you tell an officer that if he pulled you over? Absolutely. I'd be like, it's all on the DMV. And I'd take it to the judge and I'd show him the email. and be like, they He'd said probably- they would contact me and they never did. And I'd be like, so that's the failure of the court system. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd probably be in the And right. they would dismiss my ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay. My brain is scrambled from this whole yes. segment. I don't know about you guys. We've done like three things here. But just yeah. know Lunchbox is leaving later on <laughs> to go and find a million dollar diamond. In the country of Colombia... They're going to go, hey, if your pet dies, you get two days off like to mourn your pet. Interesting. Listen, I think you should get a day off if your pet dies. Yeah, bereavement. That's some serious stuff there. Like, that hurts. Yeah. My dog died. Dusty, not Stanley or not Eller. But, I mean, it took me weeks to get back to normal. Well, my dog is sick. If it got really sick and I was living by myself, you have to have somebody take care of the dog. You can't just leave your dog. So I think this is pretty cool. I don't know what else they're doing down in Colombia except making coffee, but I do like this. Ooh, I think uh, Pablo oh, was from there. So Yeah, I don't talk about that. Oh, yeah. I, I stay out of that one. <laughs> Speaking of animals that have passed away, your friend has a weird story about ashes, huh? Yes. So had a cat for like 15 years, super close to the cat, and cat passed away. So she goes to get the cat cremated and wants to keep the ashes near her. So when she goes to get the ashes, she puts them above her bed because on the shelf because she wants her cat looking down over her while she sleeps. So for three weeks, she's been sleeping next to her cat. Well, then she gets a call from the vet that there was a mix-up, and those are actually the ashes that belong to a dog that had the same name. Oh, (laughs) Oh, wow, the same name? Yeah. And you know what's fun? Like when they they get they do a paw print because like super cute, and she yeah. kind of thought the paw print looked a little big, <laughs> but she was like, "Well, that's interesting. It's a pretty big paw print for my cat." But the mix up did happen, and she had to go take the ashes in and then relive that whole process, which is 
heartbreaking enough the first time. And it was just really devastating. And I was like, golly, there needs to be more checks and balances to not mix up ashes. Because you know what happens with animals. You know what happens with humans. It happens with the caskets, not well, even just ashes. Well, the name thing is weird. That yeah. It was the same name. Also, if I'm the vet, I don't know I'm making that call. Just let it be. Unless the other person calls and goes, I got the wrong ashes. Right. Because, I mean, who's going to know the difference? Okay, yeah. That My friend and I were talking about that of like, why not spare the person the emotional journey of going through that and just let it be? You know? So I wonder if the other person noticed or if the vet was just a good person. Because I, I think I don't have the integrity to be like, <laughs> I would just let people think it's their animal. Well, it also makes you a good person to not want to disrupt this person's pro- grieving process with their cat they think that's above yeah. their bed. Like, I like just, that theory. It doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> I like it, that theory. Yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. you thoughtful of like, oh man, I don't want to put them through this. But but now she has her cat's ashes. Yeah, she got everything's worked out. But three weeks. What was the name? Can you tell the name? Fluffy? Meower? No. Oh, how, that wouldn't be a dog. But a cat. I don't remember the name, but yeah, yeah I was like... It had to be a human name then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tom. Like Johnny. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> a little later on, Lunchbox and Abby head to Arkansas to the Crater of Diamonds State Park, where they're going to go try to find a diamond. We've talked to multiple people who have found diamonds at the state park worth tons of money. And so you're going to go and dig in the dirt and try to find you a diamond. And if it's worth blank, you're quitting the show. Million dollars. One million dollars. There have been quite a few... Quite a few. We hear about them all the time in the news, and I'm like, why not me? Do you have your clothes, your digging clothes? Yeah, just shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you're supposed to wear. I never knew there was digging outfits. I figure I'll wear a lucky t-shirt, some lucky underwear. Describe the scene for me, because I don't. I've never been there, so I don't know. Is he in in any kind of water? There's stream. There's like some woman. Yes, okay. you can. I don't know why I'm picturing him There's like also needing waiters. No, you don't. No, you don't need waiters. <laughs> no, you don't know. Okay. Uh, lunchbox will head off in like an hour and a half or okay. so. Okay. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So it was up to Darius Rucker. He would like for the NFL to play every day. And something that he said about his obsession with football made me think of you, Bobby, because, you know, he's on the road playing shows on the weekend. He said sometimes it's hard to go on stage. Sometimes I won't. I just won't go on stage. (laughs) I won't. Yeah, there's still a game on and he wants to watch it. Or if there's been a loss and it's just his mood. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's you. You and Darius are the same. One, I don't need football every day because I'll never get anything done. I'm glad Thursday nights even mess with me. Honestly, that's on NFL Network. They have Thursday night football. Last week, it was Panthers and Texans. The Texans, right? And it was on. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch this, Caitlin. And she was like, Why? What's up? She goes, Oh, you don't want this to be cut into your football pie? Because I'll watch football all the time, but we have to have a balance. And I was like, I don't want this to count because I don't. I'm not trying to watch this game. And so I would watch it every night. There have been times when Arkansas was playing that I didn't. We had Bobby Fest in Texas, and Arkansas was playing Rice, and I didn't go to the meet and greet for 20 minutes because I needed to watch the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And people went out, and I sent out other artists to play. And I was like, just go play for the people until I'm done. But everybody understood. They know what I know. I get it. They know what I'm about. Okay. Well, Hallmark Channel released their countdown to Christmas. So if you haven't heard, Christmas movies are coming back October 22nd. I feel like so. they've been out. It's, no, they're not out yet. I feel like they never stop. Then the you've Christmas been watching ones? reruns yeah. from last year or something. But okay. no. They Hallmark does this every year. It's a big thing. The countdown to Christmas. And we have new movies to look forward to with new titles. You, me, and Christmas trees. Boyfriends of Christmas past. And the Santa stakeout. Maybe I'm just thinking of Hallmark movies, period. Like Lauren Elena was in one. I guess that wasn't a Christmas movie. Yeah, no. These are very Christmas related. Like people from the big city go back to their small town for Christmas time. And it's all the Christmas and romance. Which speaking of romantic things, I have... Stuff you can do that'll make your girl melt, says the headline. 
Okay. <laughs> I know what, what mine is. What? Yeah. Make the bed. Uh, put the dishes in the dishwasher. Oh, that's nice. That's one of the things mm-hmm. is to take over some of her responsibilities around the house. Like in addition to whatever you do, if she's had a stressful week, make sure that you swoop in and knock some of those things out for her. If I cook, it's over, boys. <laughs> she's melted. It's she, Yeah. Uh, what about writing her a love letter every once in a while? I haven't done that. You've done that or you I haven't? I haven't done, no. Okay. So I don't know. What about? I mean, I guess. Well, it's one of the things that you can do. It's a gesture you can do. For so some she- reason, I got the impression she didn't like flowers early on. And I don't know why. So I never got her flowers. And the other day she mentioned my flowers. I said, you hate flowers. And she goes, I don't know why you think that. I think that's, I do. But that doesn't anything oh, to do with Oh, you're getting us, Amy but- and your wife mixed <laughs> oh, up. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's not what I meant. But I mean, if you had that in your head about a girl, like no, my husband, I-, I had to, that was my wife confession. She must have said something a long time ago about some <laughs> yeah. sort of flower. And I was just like, okay, noted. So I would get her other things. But she's like, no, I like flowers. So this whole time, never got her flowers. Oh, no. Well, you need to get her some <laughs> and write her a love letter. Okay. I'll about let you know the how flowers. That, the one time I sent her a love letter, it was in text and it was actually the words to the King of Queens theme song. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. And we were just seeing what she would say back. And she was like, oh, that's real sweet. And then she figured out it was the King of Queens theme song. And she was like, that's not very sweet anymore. Okay, handwritten note. That's your homework. You can't read it. Bad handwriting. Okay. Well, also showing genuine affection, like kissing the forehead. I do that. I'm good there. Hugging and holding. I can do that with you guys. Cuddling. (laughs) And then lastly, uh, plan a special date night once a month. We do that. We try to go every Thursday. Wow, you're once a weeker. That's the goal. Once a week, every Thursday. Okay. I'm Amy. That's my pal. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this dog, Big Mac, is the longest resident at McCamey Animal Shelter. This dog, Big Mac, been there 260 days. I guess animals get adopted at some point in there, but the Big Mac... He's anxious around humans and just wasn't do, like no wasn't doing well in the shelter. So when people come visit, they'd be like, oh, I don't think I can take on that dog. Well, one of the volunteers at the shelter decided, okay, I'm at least going to take Big Mac home and foster him. And then we'll figure out when we can find him a family. Well, during the foster period, fell in love with him. Mm, and Big Mac now has a permanent home. And when they walked out of the shelter for the last time, everyone gave them a standing ovation. It'd have been cool if Big Mac like talked or something. Like, I, <laughs> if anybody would have adopted me, you'd have had a talking dog. Yeah. Or like something real cool. Mm-hmm. But that's most times when someone fosters a dog that I know, not generally, I don't, because I don't know everybody's story, they like fall in love with the dog and either they like beg one of their friends to take it or yeah. they end up taking it. Mm-hmm. So good for that. Good for Big Mac. What, how big a dog was he? How big old dog was he? <laughs> big old Big Mac. It says he's described as a large dog that was nervous around new people. Both reasons that people would go in and go, I don't know if this dog's for me. Mm -hmm. All right, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's talk to Vanessa in Ohio. Vanessa, how are you? Well, good morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Um, I wanted to first say thank you, Bobby, because my two-year-old asked to watch Breaking Bobby Bones instead of Mickey Mouse and Cocoa Melon, so... Thank you. <laughs> what, what's Coco Melon? It's a cartoon that, ki- that two-year-olds love to watch. My two-year-old watches it. So this is a huge breakthrough, man, because that's all they want to watch. So they want to watch Breaking oh. Bobby Bones on Disney Plus <laughs> instead of Coco Melon. That's huge. Okay, I'll take that as a compliment. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. What else? He asked for it. Um, today is also my five-year anniversary with my husband. So oh, I congratulations. I wanted to shout out to him. Thank you. 
And, and we are actually we're <laughs> we're in the hospital right now in labor with my second child. Oh, well, you're in labor right now. Yeah. Okay, breathe. They had to induce me, so I'm not like super painful right oh. now. <laughs> so, so if you're in labor and it's not actually happening, are they just watching you? Yeah. Yep. They started me with like a medicine to help start it, mm-hmm. and so. Are you excited? I'm having contractions, but not not super painful. <laughs> How far apart are the contractions? They're typically a couple of minutes. Yeah. They've slowed down a little bit here since I've been up, but. What does that mean, Doc? Well, we need to get a uh, warm compress on our head. What? I have no idea. I have no idea. Bobby has no idea what he's talking about. No idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) Hey, well, Vanessa, thank you for the call. Good luck with that baby. Congratulations on that anniversary, and thank you for the compliment about breaking Bobby Bones on Disney+. Plus. Thank you so much, and I love your show. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Congratulations. You too. All right, bye-bye. See, nothing screams Munyay like a call like that. (laughs) It's money. Right. Yeah. All right, over to Amy with the joke. Let's go. The morning corny. What do you call a wreath made of $100 bills? What do you call a wreath made of $100 bills? Aretha Franklin's. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That was the morning corny. Eddie, when your wife was giving birth, if you were to have said, hey, I want to bring my PS4 into the delivery room. <laughs> no chance. Well, that last caller reminded me of this story <laughs> because in the video, she asked you know, her husband, hey, what's up with the console you're bringing in here as she was about to have a baby? So I might go into labor tonight and my boyfriend's doing this. Babe, why did you bring your Xbox? Babe, one game, I promise. Just one game, I promise. Oh, my God. So if... Like she said, she's in the middle of labor, and you're just sitting there for hours and hours. A lot of time to kill. I brought this up to Caitlin, too, and I said, if for some reason she were to have a baby, and because eventually we want to have kids, and it's going to be a 24-hour, 36-hour, can I not have my PS5 in there? <laughs> and she said, is that a hill that you want to die on? Like, And I was wow. like, I was like, well, what if, she was like, I mean, if, if this, do you think you should have a, a PS5? Like, what am I going to do while you're playing video games? And I was like, I don't know, but would it be bad? And so I stopped that argument. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, though, that you do see like two or three hours in your future and you're like, ooh, I can use those. Like, what else am I going to be doing? <laughs> Comforting her. Right. Talking with her. Watching she, something with her. She just doesn't have her version of a PS5. Mm. If we could find what, what that is, then she could do that. But in that moment, she's doing her version of delivering your baby. Oh, right, right. That's important. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You got me there. <laughs> Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Chris Jansen. Chris, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks, Bobby. How are you? I'm good. Have you ever checked your steps after one of your live shows? <laughs> uh, no, I have not. I say that because, you know, I did a whole list of the best live performers in country music, and I put you up there because you are, one, you sound great, you play great, but you. you are just nonstop. And so I would be curious to put a Fitbit on Chris Jansen. <laughs> and then after you come off a show, just see how many steps. Because you are all over the place and in jeans and boots. It's yeah. not even like you're wearing tennis shoes. Nope, nope. Wearing miserably tight pants and boots, too, by the way. <laughs> My wife dresses me, so you're welcome. But uh, I would actually, that would be a great uh, a great thing to do. I'll, I'll definitely put on a Fitbit because I've never, 
I've actually never thought about that. I walked 12.6 miles the other day. I didn't even think about it in Colorado. Just got, just hiking or walking? Yeah, or? yeah, we were on a big hunting trip, and we were out there hiking in the Colorado mountains, and just we got back, and my guy was like, eh, 12.6. I was like, 12.6? He's like, yep, miles. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And half of that was on my stomach crawling around like a army man. You still got that energy, huh? Man, I just, you know what? I wake up. I feel blessed to be alive, so heck yeah. I want to run through Chris's number ones real quick. Uh, buy me a boat, number one. But it can buy me a boat. Fix a drink, number one. Well, I can't fix that, but I can fix a drink. Good vibes, number one. I'm getting them good vibes. I'm having this good. Done, a two-week number one. I won't quit till the good Lord says my work is done. It's pretty cool to have a set now where you get to put all your number ones in the set list, huh? Man, it's an incredibly humbling blessing. Uh, I I literally was on stage last night, speaking of, and I, I said last night, I said, guys, you don't quite understand. It was acoustic, by the way, so it was very intimate. I said, you don't understand. For a guy like me coming from where I come from, to be able to say, here's my number one song, like if it was if it stopped right there with boat, it would have been enough for me. But to be the to have the opportunity and the privilege to say, and here's another number one, or here's another number one, that's a big deal. And I'm I'm it's like to me, man, that's all I ever wanted. So I'm every day I wake up in this career and I'm living my dream out. That's it. It's it's incredible. How about a little verse and chorus of I always love it when they do this, boat. <laughs> <laughs> like why not pick the word bye? <laughs> Or me, or yeah, yeah. Hey, I love it walking into Kroger. I just feel like Chris Jansen. Love the boat song. Like, <laughs> the boat song. Okay. Here's a little bit of "Buy Me a Boat" from Chris. <laughs> Thank Jansen. you. Thank you. Well, I ain't rich, but I damn sure wanna be. Working like a dog all day ain't working for me. Well, I wish I had a rich uncle that would kick the bucket And I was sitting on a pile like a Warren Buffett I know everybody says money can't buy happiness But it can buy me a boat It can buy me a truck to pull It can buy me a Yeti 110 ice down with silver But it can buy me a boat. Yes, nice job. Thank you, you ever go? Because you tour, you tour a lot. Do you ever go? You ever yell the wrong city out? Um, <laughs> no, I haven't yelled the wrong city out. You know how I get around that is. Um, first of all. Yes, we travel a lot, and it does get confusing, I can admit. So I have them write down what state we're in, uh, because I can remember the states better. And so, you know, if you're playing in the Wichita, and you just happen to think you're in Colorado, you can just say, hey, Kansas. Mm. And everybody's like, go, we love you. So, um, you know... I, I have thankfully never done that. It very well might happen now that I leave the studio. Knock on wood. Who knows? Probably will. But, you know, mistakes happen. And if I if I have a hiccup, I just have a hiccup. What about lyrics? Do you need All help with time. lyrics ever? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I actually brought some lyrics today just in case. Um, <laughs> How do you keep them on stage? Do oh, I, I don't have them on stage. If I if I mess up lyrics on stage, I just, I just mumble my way through it until I get there. And, you know, the good news is, is that... 
you know, you start out with one hit, like we were talking, and 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 you're playing like the early slots. Then you get two, and you get a little bit better slot. Then you get three, and you're you're kind of like, okay, what's going to happen next? And then once you get a couple hits under your belt, then you're finally playing in those slots where people are actually there. And um, the good news is, is like fifty percent of the crowd is is. Um, incoherently happy i'll put it like that and then the other part is like really itching for those songs so only 50 percent of the people notice when you mess up anyway and the other 50 percent are like woo that i thought that's what the words were (laughs) 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 which uh, (laughs) which does happen quite a bit and i'm the i'm the world's worst at uh i enjoy kind of personalizing things and so for instance if i'm playing in nashville um you know it's like Nashville, how you doing? You know, you would hear that, but I, I put some, I put try to put personal footnotes into my songs to make it a little more personal for the crowd or whatever town we're in, because we, you know, we travel a lot and we've seen a lot of places, thankfully, and so it works out. But yes, yeah, sometimes I do forget my lyrics, and it just happens. I mean, you know, it's you just say it's, the name of the state over and over again. Yeah, yeah, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's bound to happen every now and again. Let's talk about this new song because a lot of people are talking about it. It's a very, very emotional song. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. It's called By Mom. Tell me about this. Uh, so thank you. My One of my best friends in the world, Brandon Kenny, who you guys have heard me talk about before, is a longtime co-writer of mine, a longtime friend of mine. Um, it's coming up on about a year. He called me. He said, hey, man, mom's not doing so well. Uh, and we had not talked in a little bit. So, you know. And I said, he said, you got time to talk? I said, sure. I got time to pray too, if you like. Um, and so we just like immediately jumped into prayer guys. It was really strong. And from that point on, we were talking and praying like each day, his mama got admitted to the hospital and it was like a really rough time because during the, the, the pandemic shutdown when nobody was really traveling, his mom's in West Texas and Brandon has children and, and, and one particular with like an autoimmune disease um, disorder kind of thing. So you have to be careful in certain situations. Right. Um, and so he couldn't go to Texas to see her. And it was just a really, a, it was really bad. So we prayed and talked like every day. Ultimately, unfortunately, you know, God takes his angels when he wants them and there's nothing we can really do about it on earth. And so, uh, he took her, and in that time of grief, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning with this song called Bye Mom on my heart, just the title and some random lyrics. And that's never happened to me before ever in my whole life. And I wrote them all down, and I texted Brandon at like 2 o'clock, and I said, you got to call me as soon as you get up. We have a song to write. Now, this is in between his mother passing away and before she was laid to rest. And so the next morning, we got up, and we got on a Zoom, and we wrote by mom and like, I don't know, it felt like a flash, like maybe 30 minutes or so. And I gave him everything that I had. And then he just immediately reciprocated with everything that he had. And we had this beautiful song. And at first we were like, Oh my God, we love this, but you know, what a, what an amazing tribute. Right. And we didn't even know if it would get cut or anything. Well, I just so happened to have a session with Warner the next morning. And I played it for Kelly, my my Kelly, and then I played it for Chris Lacey at my label. And she goes, well, you better find out what you're going to cut off that session. And I mean, not like cut record, like cut out of the session to put by mom in it. And which was very humbling to me. And the song just spoke volumes because, you know, there's a line in the song that says, when you love, when you realize you're somebody that somebody loves more than themselves, I think that whether you love, hate, don't know, know, you want to get to know better, whatever the situation may be with your mother out there, everybody's got one. And it, you start right there when you're a kid you don't realize how much you're loved by somebody whether that be a mother father whoever it may be and when you are are an adult even if you if you have kids you certainly get it if you don't have kids you can get it too because that it that loving somebody more than yourself thing is just 
what a huge honor and a huge blessing that is. And so, um, that was really the premise of it. It started out as a tribute, but it touched so many other lives right outside of that. And I've probably only played it, guys, maybe a handful of 10 times since we've released it. And the reaction that I see is absolutely undeniable. It touches people's hearts in a way that I've never had a song touch people's hearts before. I remember a little bit of reminiscent from like songs like Drunk Girl. It really, people were like, whoa. Like what just happened? This kind of song is making people pull over in their cars. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing it. They're writing it. They're telling me and go, oh my God, like I lost my mom or I still have my mom. I'm going to call my mom or I'm going to call my dad or I'm going to just call the person that loves me more than life itself. And, um, it's just, a, it's, I got to tell you, Bobby, it's like the most humbling experience to have a song like this. And when we were picking the first single for the new album, which by the way, will be coming out around February. I was going to the old Nashville way of doing things. I was like, we're going to get a tempo. We're going to get a tempo. We're going to get this and this. And I'm talking about unanimously across the board from not only people in our business, but people that I work with, my wife, everybody, fans. They were like, no, 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 Bye Mom is like a great song. It's a real song. And man, when you have that kind of support, you go with your heart. And I followed it. And I have never been more proud to have picked a single because I feel like at 35 years old too, I'm at a great place in my life where number one, my career is at a place where I can carry a song like this. Number two, it's a humbling thing to tell somebody else's story, especially the way that it, that it happened. And it pays a great homage and tribute to not only Brandon's mother and Brandon's life and story, but to so many stories out there when they hear it on the radio. So um, I'm very proud of it. Thanks for asking. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Chris Jansen. You guys have a pre-show ritual you do every night? Pretty much. Uh, crush about as many Mountain Dews as I can Are get. Are you back on Mountain Dew now? Yeah, I am. I thought you had moved from Mountain Dew to some Starbucks drink that you were having 10 of a day. I'm rocking those two. Oh, man. I'm rocking those two. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, j- by the way, just like you were rocking a Chris Jansen t-shirt at the iHeart, uh, oh yeah, awards. Yeah, sure oh, was. hey, by the way, old school. By the way, by the way, my favorite one we've ever had, and thank you for that. My phone was blowing up, and Kelly was like, "Have you seen this?" And I was like, "Have you seen this?" Um, so thank you for that. That that made my day. I appreciate that. Okay. That'll but, be on the CW, by the way. Hey, <laughs> I had I found that at I, we were doing some shopping in Franklin, a lot of those old stores there, and they had a lot of old school. And I saw it was you, and you were super skinny in a vest. And oh, it was dude, it was so fly. And I was like, how did it, this is the luckiest find ever. <laughs> yeah. And so I saved it because I wanted to wear it on TV somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. You guys looked awesome, by the way. Congrats on your new marriage and your wife. And I see the happiness in your eyes. Um, it's what a privilege and honor that is, huh? Yes. Most all for me. Slightly <laughs> for her, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, buddy. Trust me when I say that, you know, I know you married up and I did too. And gosh, what a, what a, like we share the same birthday. Most people don't know, but Bobby and I have the same birthday. We have a lot in common. We're probably cousins. Who knows? We're, I don't know. We were born pretty close, you know, Honestly, regionally. Legitimately, yes. we could be family. So uh, it's, but it, congratulations and thanks for the t-shirt. Yeah, of course. You have a seven-year-old son. Would you let him play tackle football? Absolutely. Yeah. So you're okay with that? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I, yeah. okay. I, I struggle. I played football growing up my whole life. Me but, too. And we talked about it on the show. And so there's a lot of head slamming now that we've learned more and more about. Correct. I, I'm going to be frankly honest. I'm going to retract that a little bit. Okay. The, the answer is yes, because I want my, I've always been very stringent on all of my kids doing what they want to do, not what I think they should do. Okay? Because that, that's... I was raised kind of more like the other way, and that's why I was kind of rebellious growing up. So um, 
I want my kids to do what they want. Thankfully, my kid likes to hunt and fish and like do that kind of thing, and he loves music. He's actually, he told me the other day, in fact, he said, uh, yeah, he was dead serious, too. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to quit school and uh, start drumming pretty much full-time on the road, <laughs> but, 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 but full-time, but only on the songs that I want to drum on for the, yep, for the crowds that I want to play for. And his grandma was like, yeah, but you're, you're going to love, you know, school's great. He's a first grader. You're going to love school. You're going to get a girlfriend. He's like, <laughs> not like you get on the road, grandma. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? But football-wise, yes and no. I'm super scared of the – I'm constantly telling him, I'm like, your body is the most important part of everything, right? It's your temple. But your head is the most important part of your body. And if you mess up your head in any way, son, or daughters, you know, it, it could ruin you for life. So just please, please, please take care of yourself and be very careful. And, and God, I pray over them every day that they're careful. I mean, we prayed this morning before they went to school and, like, you know – Yes and no. I want them to have fun. I want them to be safe while doing it. We were talking about, Caitlin and I were talking about that too. Because I, again, I credit a lot of my fighting through adversity through my football coach and playing ball. And, yeah. um, but man, she was like, I would let them. And I'm like, I would just keep going basketball. <laughs> Golf club, right? <laughs> Baseball, like throw everything at Even them. Even soccer, period. like whatever. Yes. Like, like so, you know, it's you overcame a lot of adversity through your football coach. It's interesting you should say that because I kind of did too in a in a roundabout way. So I was doing the the football summer training camp thing to like decide if you want to play high school football, right? And um, and I got right down to it. And this is where my football career totally ended. I'll never forget to the day I die, we were on the practice field where the track was at the middle school, and dude grabbed my helmet, pulled me up there in this camp, and started yelling at me, and that very moment, I took the helmet off, dropped it on the ground, I was like 7th grade, 8th grade, dropped it on the ground, took the pads off, walked off, and said... Better I don't. I've, yeah, <laughs> don't I've, already, I've already been playing guitar. I love to skateboard. I'm going this route. Bye. That was it. I saw a video of you giving away a guitar to an employee that you met when you were picking up plants outside of a store. Yeah. How did you find out her daughter was an aspiring singer? Um, well, thank you, by the way. Can I please start this with saying that I, you guys know me personally, and I want the listeners to really understand, too. I am not the kind of guy that likes to do stuff and... I hey, secretly film it and let my left hand tell what the right hand's doing. I'd just rather just do it on my, my own and off the cuff and quietly. But Jason, my head of production, actually filmed it. We went to Kroger. Long story short, I was picking up plants for Kelly on like our one day off at home. And this lady was like, you know, she was helping me or whatever. And I was loading them up. And somebody walked by going into Kroger and goes, hey, Chris Jansen. It was that day of the boat. Love your songs, man. Boat song. Woo. And I was like, thank you so much. And uh, the lady goes, oh, my God, wait, you're Chris Jansen, the country singer. And, of course, I didn't look like Chris Jansen, the country singer, in my dad's shirt, tucked in with my khakis and glasses on and stuff. And and then one thing led to another. And she was like, my granddaughter is an aspiring singer. She's 10 years old. Um, here's a video and a picture. And, I'll, of course, you'll see. And it was very cute. And she sounded great. And she was singing that um, if it will be, it'll be um, B.B. Rex, a Florida Georgia Line thing. Very cute. And she said, here's what hit me in the heart. She goes, I'm saving up all year to buy her a guitar at Christmas. Whew. Like that. Let me tell you, man, it was not so long ago, right? The guys like me and you were in that position. And I know what it's like to have to save all year for something like that. Like literally right before buying me a boat. I mean, I would have had to save all year to get a guitar that I, that I wanted. And it may not have been a great one at that. 
and that just hit me so hard. And Jason, my my guy Bittinger, who who's my head of production on the road, who kind of takes care of everything out there, he was coming over anyway to bring me some guitars. And I said, do we have any extras at the house? He's like, oh, God, so many. And so I said, just bring one to Kroger. He's like, what? what? <laughs> Kroger? So he met me at Kroger, and it was just on my heart, man. So I took one right off of the vault that, we, that I would play on the road and gave it to him, and now she has a guitar. I just, in moments like that, I look for reasons for God to lay it on my heart. I always have. And, 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 and now that I've been blessed to be where I'm at in life and I feel very confident and, and, and so thankful that for the successes we've had, I'm at an opportunity where I'm able to give that back. And I want to give that back so much because I remember when I didn't have anything and I wanted to give back and I just didn't have much to give. And so now I can give it with open arms and it was just the right thing to do. And it, hopefully this little girl will turn into a big star. She already sounded really good. And, uh, and her grandmother's awesome and has obviously has a big influence in her life. And it was just, it was just a great morning at Kroger, man, giving back and blessing others by, by being blessed is like the greatest gift. Chris Jansen is here with us right now. How about, I know you have your guitar, speaking of guitars, let's hear a little bit of good vibes. Can you do that? Sure. Thanks. Former number one from Chris Jansen. Watching TV today, bad news, it can just stay away. If you ain't got anything good to say, then shut your mouth. I got my windows down and my blinders on. Radio set to my favorite song. All green lights on the road I'm on, man. There ain't no doubt. I'm getting them good vibes. I'm living this good life. I'm breathing on God's time. And I ain't gonna waste one breath Soaking it all up I got me a full cup There ain't nothing gonna spill it Nothing gonna kill it Waving them worries goodbye Feeling them good vibes The harmonica is so cool So awesome yeah. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> Just, just add it <laughs> I don't even know why, but you play it, and I'm like, that's so cool. Well, thank you. Uh, Dunn was a two-week number one for you, yeah. which, if I'm right here, I think that was your only multi-week number one, and it's so rare to happen at all nowadays. Yep, it's my only one to date. And uh, Do you feel like that's your most known song? You know what? In a way, yes. Here's, here's the cool part about it. The, the unfortunate and cool part about it. So it, we had a two-week number one during a time where I couldn't do shows. Right. Which was incredibly awkward, cringy, and just the worst timing ever, right? But still a two-week number one is a two-week number one. So you still celebrate it the same way. People still have heard it in a big way. And it almost made it bigger than even being just a two-week number one. It made it so much bigger than that and one of my most well-known songs because people didn't get to hear me play it. So the minute that I started getting back uh, to doing shows again this year, people were like, oh my God, finally we're getting to hear the newest number one song, um, which was a huge blessing. And so it's really kind of a pinnacle staple when I play it live. We save it kind of towards the end, towards like the buy me a boat minute. And I actually play it right before I play boat. And it's, it's yeah, it, I would say yes. Well, let's play a little bit of it now. Let's, sure. let's wrap it up here with a little bit of Chris Jansen and done. Thank you. time I saw you done now the first dance was through I was done that one 
song on the radio done like the cowboy gets the girl when the credits roll i give you a lifetime of days in the sun whatever you need and you want i won't stop till it's done nice chris jansen Thank as you. always you killed it my friend and Thank I got to ask, is that a new camouflage shirt? It looks very fresh. Isn't it fresh? It is. Thank you. First so, wear? So fresh and so nice. Second wear. Second, okay. And uh, it was actually, <laughs> yeah, it's a Memphis, it's a Memphis right on the Arkansas border uh, made shirt. By a, comp- by a hunting company called Avery, and uh, thank you for the Looks compliment. Looks very fresh. Well, it feels so fresh yes, and so does. nice. Well, follow Chris on Instagram, <laughs> at the Chris Jansen, and you guys go, we, we played it earlier, but go and stream by mom, and if you see him out, and he's out all the time, uh, go to chrisjansen.com for tour dates and tickets. Chris, thank you, and we'll see you soon. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There was an 11-year-old boy named Asher, and he went to Indian Creek in Kuma, Idaho. They were swimming. The whole family was there, and he's having a good time, and he was playing on this rope that was above the creek, and then somehow the rope snapped, and he ended up getting stuck in the rope, and he was stuck in the current of water. Now, he was okay, but his head kept going underwater. So he's he's tied up in the rope. He's tied up, tangled up, but the current's bringing his head down like every few seconds. That's scary. Yeah, so he starts screaming, and then the mom sees him like, oh my gosh, help, Asher's stuck, Asher's stuck. Well, there's a 17-year-old near, nearby named Tristan, and he hears it. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm a good swimmer. Let me try to get him. And he fights the current, and he finally gets to the kid, untangles up, brings him back to shore to safety. Pretty unbelievable. It's dangerous because that 17-year-old's got to go fight the current. Yes. He could drown. And then he's also got to swim back in with the kid. Yes. And yeah. he said, too, that it was almost a superhuman kind of power that he got because he didn't think at some point that he was going to be able to reach the kid. But he said his, his body was able to do it, and he... Did do it. He saved him. There you go. He did do it. Awesome. <laughs> he did do it. Hey, you got a couple of saves yourself, though, back in the day. Hey, I had a, I, you know, I had three saves total. One was a double save. Pretty proud of that. And he got a double save as he was saving lives in the life. That's right. That's Dang. right. I wonder if we had told me something good back in the day if you'd have made it. Probably, you know, but I don't, it's just part of my life. It's part of my past. I really don't even think about that much. You know what I'm saying? Not all heroes wear capes? No, nah, no, of course not. What was that double save like when you got him back to, you know, to dry? I mean, it, it was great. See, I'll tell you what happened. Was it a pool or the beach? No, it was a pool. Okay. And I'll tell you what happened. I, I'm I'm watching the, the deep end of the pool, the diving board part. And there's a kid. He says, oh, I can jump off. And he jumps in the water and he's like, I can't swim. I can't swim. And I didn't even see the kid, but his mom did. And the mom's going, oh my gosh, I got to save my kid well mom didn't know how to swim either so now i got two people in the pool that don't know how to swim don't worry i blew the whistle i ran in always get the kid first kid with the right arm then got the mom with the left arm swam them back to shore saved them both question why do you blow the whistle you gotta gotta let all the other lifeguards know hey i'm in a save so if i need help come help me god how deep was that pool oh 12 feet wow 12 foot pool that's right what any more questions, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like this is one of those stories that gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, I feel every like they're probably right next to the side. They could have grabbed the wall, but I feel Eddie like it was an eight-foot pull at one point. But hey, oh, it wasn't. It was a double save. I mean, guys, I was eighteen at the time, so who knows? It could have been an eight. Hey, it seemed like you. twelve. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
That's Tell Me Something Good. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's run down a few voicemails. Here is Liz in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Happy Monday, y'all. Driving home from the airport this morning, taking my significantly wonderful husband to the airport. He's working out of the country right now. And I'm driving home, and lo and behold, the Bobby Bones Show comes on at 5 o'clock in the morning. I am never awake this early. I hope you have a wonderful Monday. Bye. Uh-huh. We're going to make Monday work. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. She's here for it. Also, if the phone lines are busy, sometimes it goes right to voicemail and you can leave a voicemail like she did this morning. Uh, here is a voicemail from this weekend. Hey, Bobby. I just want to tell you congratulations on Arkansas's win against Texas A&M this weekend. Them Hogs are doing pretty good this year. Appreciate that. Hey, it's a big weekend for me. I'll be honest with you. Yes. Arkansas won. Bet wonderfully made a lot of lots of moolah um fantasy team's probably gonna win oh yeah it's a heck of a week big winner this weekend i'm gonna be honest with you it's pretty good um but it's now do i make the trip to athens on saturday that's where they're playing oh they're playing and it's Georgia? it's close enough to drive but it's a long drive and it's a drive at 11 o'clock in the morning that's when mm. the game starts oh ooh, that's an early one i know but also i like watching games at home now for the most part just generally don't you guys? Oh, yes. yeah. That's exactly how we like to watch totally. it. Totally. I used to love being uh, <laughs> I used to love being there, but with parking mm-hmm. and the whole, it, it's like I would rather watch at home and get all the angles. Yeah. So that's my internal struggle right now. How much did y'all beat A&M by? A lot. Hey, 10. But it was ugly. Okay. It's never really a game. Well, I didn't, I didn't know there's the a, there, There's a map I put on Twitter that it showed Arkansas, and then it showed down to the left of Arkansas. Arkansas Junior, which was the whole state of Texas, because we beat Texas A&M and oh, Rice. Wow. Bottom. I know. Listen, I got a lot of love for our friends down there. But for me, as a Razorback fan, it's been a pretty good pretty good last few weeks. Uh, let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. An unruly JetBlue passenger is under arrest after kicking and choking a flight attendant before trying to storm the front of the plane. He became angry after trying to make a phone call and failing. According to reports, he left his seat and rushed toward the flight deck while yelling that he wanted to be shot. Mm. A flight crew officer opened the cockpit door, and he allegedly grabbed a flight attendant by the collar and tie with one hand and used the other for leverage on the overhead compartment to kick the attendant in the chest. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's some, like, superhero <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. That's like Jackie Chan, like, grab. <laughs> Wah! Like, you should... Wow. According to the report received by the FBI, he yelled for the flight crew officer to shoot him. Oh, but do they have guns? No, no, no. no, no. I, I hope so. not. It reportedly took six or seven crew members to restrain him. There's that many hey, on a plane? No, respect. That's a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. strong. It I takes mean, six or seven to hold you down? I mean, they're, okay, so. He was taken into custody at the airport and now faces felony charges. Yeah. Just wonder what was up with him. What, what drink, what, mm. maybe something in his brain. I don't know. Yeah, That's something. not. That's not a normal reaction. So something else in his life. Either something that was happening to him or something that he happened to him. Especially to a, to a phone call. I mean, when you're on a plane, you have to just assume, even if you're on the ground or in the air, like a lot of times service isn't great. <laughs> it's probably not going to work. Or maybe they're still on the ground. I don't know. But even, yeah. yeah I, I mean, guess if you're starting to roll, they're like, get off your phone, sir. Yeah. I've I don't al- know. I've often wanted to charge. <laughs> I saw this happen on Friday after our show. Two hosts on The View had, be, had to be pulled in the middle of the show. When their pre-show COVID test came back positive. Oh, crazy! So it's it's two parts here to the story. So I don't ever watch the View. The our, I think our show's kind of maybe we're on at the same time. 
or maybe they're right after and I'm just trying. Or maybe I just wouldn't watch. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> that's probably a little bit toward that. You're still working. That, that third one? Yeah. Um, but here, I'm going to play the clip from the show. Two of you to step off for a second. Okay. Anna and and uh, and, and we're going to bring Sunny you back later. Have to okay. leave. Yeah. Yes. And we'll tell you why. More information later. It's oh. a tease. We'll t- tell you why in a couple of minutes. So shall I introduce the vice president? Yes. Okay. So vice president. No. No. Nope. Okay. Shall we dance? Let's do a tap dance. Let's do a tap dance. <laughs> So they're like, we had to kick two people off. Should we bring on the vice president? No, no, not right now. <laughs> Does he want to be there? It's Vice president's a she. Oh, yeah, she. Oh, she. That's what I mean, she. Yeah. <laughs> Does she want to be there? What is happening with our show? <laughs> uh, secondly, there are false positives that came back. Yeah, they wild. Weren't even, they weren't even real positives. They were false positives and nobody, nobody had COVID. It definitely got them in the news a lot, though. So yeah, when do I? We were probably, talking about that at dinner. When do we ever talk about the yeah, view? Yeah, more people are checking out the view today. Can they not wait till commercial break to pull them off? I don't think so. I think once it was you like, know... You got to go. Because what if in that four minutes you give somebody else COVID? Right. But can't you just go, all right, we're going to go to commercial. Get off. And why would you do that when you can get all this press pulling them off in the middle of the show? See, I didn't think about that. You don't go to commercial. Because I just thought that was so awkward. Like, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. This is better. Talk about it. So if someone tests... Positive here. We turn, We're just we, live on even, the air. Even if it's 2 p.m., we come back in, we turn the mics on, then we pull them off the air. Yeah. Um, COVID has now affected Dancing with the Stars because Cheryl Burke, one of the dancers, has COVID, oh. and she's supposed to dance with Cody Rigsby, the, the uh, Peloton guy, and she's in quarantine for 10 days. There have been times in the past where they've pulled other other people back to dance. I never get those calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they'll just bring in a new partner for yeah. her, or him? Yeah. Or? I, I would, yeah, for him. Yeah. I would assume they do because some of these other pros are so good. They could probably learn that thing in, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. And I mean, I, you won Dancing with the Stars, but you're not a pro. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're I'm probably saying, last on the list, dude. They would, even, they would even bring back, like, some of the other contestants. <laughs> and they would do, like, little exhibitions. Like, I got, my phone never rings. <laughs> They're never like, hey, come do a little dance for mm-hmm. us. To be fair, when we after that season, I kind of owed them a few live appearances, so I went and did the live show with them for a few times, and I was like, hey, guys, is it cool if during this live dance show I don't dance? And so I just did stand-up in the beginning, the middle, and then I said bye at the end. I did like one 15-second <laughs> like cowboy dance to save a horse ride a cowboy, and that was it. <laughs> I was out. Yeah, so they can't really rely on you to dance nah, anyway. Nah. Yeah. A pair of Michael Jordan used boxers that we've talked about on the show went up, was sold for $2,784. They have been dry cleaned, but... <laughs> Thank goodness. They were provided by Michael Jordan's friend and bodyguard, John Michael Wozniak, who appeared in the Last Dance documentary. And so he sold them. We were thinking about buying them ourselves, but we didn't want to spend $3,000 no. on yeah. it. No. That's how much they went for. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Lunchbox is headed out to the Crater of Diamonds State Park in Murfreesboro, Arkansas. He's going to go try to find a diamond valued at $1 million or more. And if you find that diamond, you are blank. Moving to an island, and I am quitting the show. You will never hear from me again. Bye, 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 Miss American Pie. (laughs) Bye, bye. (laughs) See you later. Uh, Kevin Kennard found a 9.07 carat diamond last year. We talked to him on the show. June of this year, a guy in Washington traveled down and found a 2.2 carat diamond. We're sending Lunchbox out today on his journey. Thanks to our friends at Ah. Hyundai. The brand new 2022 Hyundai Tucson will be uh, 
And you're not driving because you have an expired license. That's right. I got a driver. That's uh, what celebrities do. They have their own personal no, Abby driver. Abby was supposed to split time with you, but your license is expired. So she'll be doing seven, a little over seven hours behind the wheel each way, and I will be taking a nap. So you guys are headed out now. You can't dig today because they close at four. Yeah, so I won't be able to dig today. There will be no digging. I'll probably just go drive by there just to get a lay of the land, kind of see what I'm dealing with, uh-huh. and look at the spot. Because something, you know, there's going to be a moment when I get there that's going to be like, zoom, and it's going to tell me this is where it is, the energy from the atmosphere. Mm. And so I just want to kind of scope it out. If you find a diamond worth $100,000. I'll probably take two weeks off. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just don't know where. How, how does is that do allowed? That? Yeah, it's yeah. allowed. Ha- so you can just uh, is your you go and fill it out to the bosses. Reason for taking time off one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I found a diamond. <laughs> emotion, like I mean, the emotion of finding it and the stress of people trying to come after oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So tomorrow we'll check in with you around this time because it doesn't open until right now. Right. It doesn't open until right now. Do you know anything about what you're going to do? Do you have tools? No. I- I'm just going to go there and start picking things up. Nice. Mm. I love someone prepared. <laughs> I, mean, I, have no idea. I have no idea. You even what... know what they look like? Yeah, they look like diamonds, dude. Oh, boy. Well, get on the road. Man, this is great. Like, I just want to say goodbye to the listener. Well, oh, I guess I can The listener's like, I mean, you guys have been with me for so many years, but after today, you're not going to hear from me. You're not going to see me again because I will get off social media. I will not be on the radio show. So I just want to say thanks for everything. And listen, don't try to find me. When I go off, I'm going to go buy an island. I'm going to buy it under my corporation called I'm Rich. You're not. Don't look for me. Don't come to my <laughs> island. Leave me alone. Let me live in peace. We'll talk to you tomorrow, though, as you're digging. And, and prior to that, <laughs> oh, just on the phone. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I guess you'll hear from me, but you won't see me. Like I'm Last be, day in the studio. Last day in the studio, but I am going to ask that when I do retire that you guys disassemble, disassemble my mic and send it to me so I can put it on the wall my, on my island. Okay. Is that cool? This is Lunchbox's possible last day in the studio. Wow. wow. Ever. Yeah. I mean, Eddie, no more high fives. No, no more high fives, man. Oh, man, that's weird. Those are always awkward anyway, because you're sitting a little too close. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to lean back to high five. The elbows don't fully extend ever. Okay. Let's all uh, bid him a fond farewell. Ah, man. All right, see you, man. Abby, you looking forward to this? Come on, guys. No. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. (laughs) I feel like it's going to be a very long drive, but woo! Like, what are they going to talk go. about? Yeah, what will you guys talk about? That's it's a great question. I have, n- I have no idea. I, yeah, I really don't know. Did you bring be... headphones? No, I don't have headphones. <laughs> Who gets sleep. control of the radio? Me. Well, the driver gets control. Okay. I'll just take a, a nap. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, Could he's you... probably never going to even talk to me the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I got, I got my hoodie on. I can I can take it off and ball it up like a pillow, lean my head against the door. Good night. Or I'll just get in the back seat and lay down. I mean, I got my oh, own driver. That, that would be a jerk okay, move. That'd be so. Mean. But you need a buckle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure, he does. Yeah, we're okay. Back seat. So, Mar- lunch is heading out. Uh, we'll talk to you on the road a little uh, bit today. I feel like he wants us to give like a little speech. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting no something. Speech. Nothing from you guys. Like, I'm, we're gonna miss you. Like, thanks for everything. You might find a five hundred dollar something, and that'd be a big deal. I don't think you're going to find a million-dollar diamond, but we'll see. Hi, hater. Okay, we'll see. Uh, Lunchbox and Abby are out. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. On the phone with us right now is Gary LaVox, lead singer of Rascal Flats, who put out a solo song. It's called Working on Sunday. And he said, hey, don't be afraid. If you want to do like one of those bits where you trash it. What, did, what was the bit you suggested, Gary, we do with this song? I was just saying, you know, because I know I know how you how you like to stir up drama. I was just saying, you know, just 
put it on like smash or trash or whatever. That's it. So. Smash or trash. Yeah, I'm that, not scared. That sounds yeah, like too scared. negatives though. No, but it's a smash. Oh, like smash it or trash it. Yeah, like is it a smash right. or is it trash? And you're willing to let us play this new song of yours. It's called Working yeah. on Sunday. And we, we'll play Hump It or Dump It. Oh. Hump it or dump it. Let's oh go. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that was not good. We don't like it. What do we pick? Smash it or trash it or hump it or dump it? I, whatever. Smash or trash. I mean, you can't do hump or dump. You, uh-huh. yeah. so, but here's the deal, though. Here's the deal, though. So if you hump it, what does that really mean? You right. love it. That's yeah, it means, you love it means it. We could, we're very passionate about it. Dump it means you throw it out. Uh, hump it is a good, good, <laughs> good thing. I don't know. Yes, it is the good thing. Okay. Okay. So it's Hump It or Dump It with Gary LaVox's song. Now tell me, let me be serious for a second. This is a solo song. What is this? Which What project is this from? Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm a solo artist now. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, yeah, so this is, this, is, this is the first single off of my country record that comes out. Uh, first quarter of next year, 22. Okay, so the, the album's far away, but this is the first song from the Gary LeBuck yeah. solo project. And actually the first song yeah. to ever be featured in Humper Dump It. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, okay. Bobby, did you just make that up? I did. We, I was trying to remember things that rhymed, because back in like the 90s is when people did this kind of stuff. Where it was like, yeah, right. make make it or break it. And I was like, I don't what, what rhymes? And I don't know why that came out of my mouth, Hump It or Dump It. So... Make love to it or shove to it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We're just going to go straight up with the Bobby Bones Hop It or Dump It. Okay. So we're going to, but here's the thing. If we don't like it, yeah, what do we, we're, do you want, we, we have to dump it. We have to dump it. Do we have sound yeah. for that? <laughs> you have to. But here's the other thing. Yeah. The, the other part of it is that you can absolutely fail and like it and still have to hump it. Uh, so yeah. that's not good either. I look forward to that, though. Okay. No, no, that's something I'm, oh, I've signed boy. up for. I guess Surreal. he has time if we dump it. He still has time to rework what he's <laughs> no, going to do. Not he, said, he said early next year. <laughs> he can go back in the studio. Yeah. Maybe we give him notes when it's over <laughs> on Emphasize. <laughs> yeah. the, problem, the problem would be how to not re-hump it. Okay. That would be the thing. I would not not... I wouldn't know how to do it. Here's, I don't know. here's what I'm nervous about, because I haven't okay. heard I haven't heard the song yet, and that just came to my mind. Yeah. Humping it up, it was stupid. I'm 12 years old. Working on Sunday yeah. is this a, is this song about church in any way? Because if not, I can't put it on Hump It or Dump It. No. So the the theory is, I mean, the the whole, whole reason we wrote it, which, which is what with one of your buddies, Cletus T. Judd, he's the one that came up with it. Uh, what the title was. Um, so it was actually written about a breakup. So the guy's going, look, and he just, for the first time in a long time, he's prayed like, look, we fought and I text, I've called her, <laughs> you know, and I, she won't hit me back. But listen, I promise you, Lord, I cannot, I know how you feel about working on Sunday because it's supposed to be the, the you know, the, the Lord's day of rest. But there's no way I can make it till Monday if she doesn't hit me back. There's no way I can get through this weekend. There's no way to do it. Okay. And the greatest thing, Bobby, is that, I mean, I've, since the song's been out just in the last week, is that um, people from Afghanistan and families on COVID that have taken that just that chorus of, I know how you feel about working on Sunday. I need a miracle in a bad way. Um. 
I don't think I can wait. I don't think I can make it till Monday. And I know how you feel about working on Sunday. So it just, it was written about a relationship and it's just transferred over to so many people's, you know, spiritual places and where they're at in life, you know, with uh, Afghanistan and the military coming home and COVID. And so it's just, been great man it just you know it's, that's the medicine of music especially country music you know well now i, I have to hump it i haven't well, even heard it yet this may not be the song for humping and dump it but... yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead and hump it, it sounds like... it. okay <laughs> we're gonna play it Here, here's here are your two by the way gary lavox uh solo project working on sunday you may know gary for being the lead singer of rascal flats gary we're gonna play this song do you want to wait for three minutes and actually hear the verdict or do you want to just hang up and never know? No, I, no, I gotta know. Okay, I, I gotta know if somebody's gonna hate it, trash it, hump it. I just want it to hump. Okay, here we go. We're gonna play it now. This is "Working on Sunday" from Gary Lavox, Bobby Bone Show. There you go, Gary Lavox, working on Sunday. You may know Gary for being the lead singer of Rascal Flats. Hopefully you'll know him for his own solo project, which he's, which he's put out his first single. The new record comes out next year. Amy, I'm going to you first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hump it. I'll, huh? I'll hump it. Hump it. You said hump it or dump it. I know. I'm just looking at you to keep saying it over and over. I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay, it feels awkward. I'd rather say smash it. But smash it feels like you're smashing it. <laughs> Eddie? Yeah, it's going to feel weird to say it, but I'll hump it. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah, like yeah. that song. Hey, Gary. Sir? Humps all around, buddy. Yeah. Come on, three humps. My humps, my humps, my humps. Hey. <laughs> and you know what? You know what's so crazy? And now it gives it a whole different aspect on the song, because I think when we wrote it about the relationship, I think that's what he wanted to do was hump it. <laughs> Definitely didn't want to dump it. Oh, my God. Here's what we're going to yeah, do. That's what he wanted to do. For putting your song up for grabs. <laughs> And hump it or dump it. We will now feature it. It may be a week or so before we get it in, in the national uh, country top 30 in the countdown show as well. We'll put it in there and play it on a you know, couple hundred radio stations, and we'll build this thing from the bottom. 
Well, you know what? From the bottom up, we're going to hump it all the way to the top. Okay. <laughs> there he is, our friend and yours, Gary LeVox. Yeah. Gary, you guys. thank you for being so vulnerable. Have a good day. Thanks, brother. You B- too, man. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, I think, literally, I think he's in a tree stand right now. He's doing something. Oh, like hunting? Yes. Oh. Yes. He was like, let me get down. I don't have any signal in this tree right now. And so that's when we got him on. Uh, also, one of the funniest guys. Well, there we go. We've never done that. It was not planned. No, that was nice. How do we feel about well, that? Well, so <laughs> if any other artists want to call in and... I don't know that that's the case. So I need, how do we... I mean, because he put that out there What I'm going to do is check my email and see if I have any sort of, hey, you can't say hump it that many times in a segment. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But that's not... And then we all go around the room and we have to say it, you know? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter was at the Brian Laundry house. That's the Gabby Petito boyfriend that's missing. Saw that. He's What's getting do- in on that. What's dog doing? I mean, he's trying to find the guy, right? He's trying to get publicity like crazy, right? Well, yeah. But isn't that what, what he, he does. does? Yeah. Was he ever just a real bounty hunter? Because he had to be if they wouldn't have put the show about yeah, him. Yeah, surely. Yeah, Bones, yeah, that's what he does. No, but I'm saying he, if he really wanted to make a difference, he probably doesn't go into the front door where all the cameras are. Okay, I see what you're saying. And do we really think Dog is going to find him? <laughs> but Isn't he you- like 70 now? <laughs> What? But don't you think that attention on it is good? I mean, I guess attention's on it anyway, but like the more people that can be paying attention to where this guy might be. I think everybody's pretty dialed in. Okay. Right? Yeah. I don't think dog. <laughs> dog distracts me from it, actually. Okay. <laughs> on Saturday, Dog the Bounty Hunter pulled up to the home of Christopher and Roberta Laundry, Brian's parents, and knocked on the door. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to talk to him. Is he <sighs> filming? To no one's surprise, there wasn't an answer. Then some brainy reporter from News Nation said, hey, why are you there? To which he responded, come on, you know. From there, Chapman asked anyone with a tip to call 833-TELL-DOG. <laughs> <laughs> Not the feds. <laughs> call dog. Right? Oh. Yeah. Here you go. Can you tell us why you're here, sir? Well, really? Now, come on. You know. Okay. Aloha, guys. Thank you. Do you have any tips? I'm trying to get some. 833 Tell dog. We're getting tips every 10 minutes. Are you going to be staying in Northport, sir? I can't tell you all that, but God bless you guys. Aloha. See you soon, I'm sure. Now you're not here for publicity, though, are you? And I'm on every night across the country. Is he? I guess so. TV show? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't ever see a show. And, and who knows? This actually could lead to something. So I don't want to be the guy that goes, this is bad. But it is... Just a little funny that Dog the Bounty Hunter walks up, knocks on the door in front of all the cameras. You would think you would just make find a call to connect. Say, hey, if you need me, I'm here. And he's already getting calls. Do you every think he minutes? answers at Tell Dog? No. Hello. <laughs> no, he's got people. It's not him. <laughs> what you got? What? <laughs> Dog here. Is that his thing too, saying aloha? I don't Yeah, he lives in Hawaii. Oh, he does. Okay. Is he a Hawaiian? Is he from Hawaii? I don't know. Just the TV show, like he lives in Hawaii. Uh, TikTok psychics claiming to be Gabby Petito's channels are facing backlash. They're getting on, talking about how they can talk to Gabby Petito's ghost. Mm. Here's a clip of a user, Kelsey Davies, who has 3.4 million followers. I've been getting tagged a lot in the case of Gabby Petito. I keep getting this weird, like, taste of dirt in my mouth. I think that Gabby is okay. No, she doesn't. No. What? The taste of dirt in my mouth. 
Mm. Oh, okay. I just put that together. Yeah. Because it's not like she. It's not like the psychic back in the day who was like, I think it was, who's the old blonde lady? And they said, hey, we're looking for our, our, our kids. And she's like, you know, they're buried near a rock. And they were alive. They found them alive later. You know, it's not like Gabby Tito's li- alive and they're wondering where she is. Right. They know she's They know not. she's not alive. Yeah. Mm. I taste dirt. Hmm. This dude, though, has been on the run and he lived in the Appalachian Mountains for months at a time once. Has the ability to do that. You know how, like, there's that TV show, First 48? They say, like, if you don't crack a case in the next 48 hours, like, it gets really hard to figure out, like, wh- where people are or who did it. Is that the case with this? Like, the more time that goes by, like, could he get further and further away and, like, we may never find this guy? I don't know. I think you can only survive so long, right? I mean, I mean he has it's a, a distinct- big world, though. Oh, it's a, it's a good point, Eddie. It's a big <laughs> world. Not depending what I'm on his resources. He may not like, be in the U.S. There's people that have built, yeah, like, underground things or hut, little huts and they live in there. For- I just think he didn't have enough running time. Yeah. I think he's on a, his fuse has been lit. He's only got a little bit of time till it explodes on him. Yeah. I think either he ends it himself or we find him at some point. Cause I just don't think you run forever. What I mean, unless you can get across the border. Right. Which there are ways to do that. And people do it. I saw there was a TV show called uh, I, I, I Almost Got Away With It. And there was a guy that was gone for five years. He had made it to Mexico for murder. He made it to Mexico. He lived there for five years. He was free, like free, free, free. But he was at a bar one night. He said, you know what? I'm just going to go get some drinks. He went to a bar, ended up talking to an FBI agent at the bar. No way. Like that was just his one mistake. And but he could have. I'd say the difference here is this guy's picture is everywhere. I can close my eyes and see what he looks like. And I would think because of that, that's going to make that's it. That's true. A, a, the internet's going to make it a lot harder for him to keep running because the internet's everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're in Canada or Mexico or somehow he gets on a boat and goes across to Europe. The internet's everywhere. So I think they find this guy in the next few weeks unless he has, has gone up into the woods and killed himself. Mm. And then it may be tough because he doesn't really need to, you know, sustain. So, but I thought the dog, the bounty hunter stuff was a little peculiar. Yeah. Just walked right up to the front door. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on TV across the country every night, so he doesn't need the attention. Aloha. Uh. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Madison, Wisconsin. A man was doing a nice thing, standing outside a restaurant. People come out. Oh, let me give you a hug. Let me give you a hug. Randomly? Randomly. Just is, ra- is that a nice thing? Random hugs? I, I think people out of a restaurant that feels a little creepy to me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, go ahead. Well, then someone said, "No, I don't want your hug." So he tried to fight him. And they Yeah, left. I knew something wasn't right to begin with. Kind of saw that coming. <laughs> there was a seed. The seed was planted that something wasn't right. So he attacked the person. Cops were called. He was arrested. Oh. Would you hug someone just standing outside of a no. restaurant? Nope. Did maybe maybe at one point in time, 2019. Not even then. <laughs> no, Not I, even I, then. I would maybe. <laughs> mm, I, I watched this guy on TikTok who, he went viral again recently because he, he takes cash and he does stuff. And I, I mentioned one to you guys weeks ago where the guy went into a parking lot and was like, hey, did you lose this money? And everybody, and the woman goes, no, I didn't. And he's like, well, since you didn't uh, lie, you get to have it. Do you guys remember me telling yes. you Yes, yeah. There was another one where he goes, I have 500 bucks. And he'd walk up to people and go, you are my sunshine. My and only sunshine. And no one would sing back to him. And then he would go, you make me happy. And this one guy 
but sing back. And he goes, here you go, 500 bucks. And the guy's like, are you kidding me? He was the only guy to sing back to him. Oh, that's awesome. He went to like multiple people. But he said, if anybody sings back, I'm giving them this money. And then person after person was like, you are my sunshine. No, get out of here. (laughs) And then one guy was like, my only sunshine. And he goes, here, man. It's crazy. The guy's like, what? It's awesome. Well, he could be the hug guy, so that's why you have to give I don't think he's the hug guy. I don't think he's the hug guy. Uh, Lunchbox, thank you. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Tomorrow morning, Lunchbox will be out at the Diamond Mine. If he finds a diamond worth $1 million or more, he has told us he is quitting the show. So crazy. So that'll be on tomorrow's <laughs> show. I kind of want him to find it, but yeah, I don't too. want him to find it. Like, it's a, it's hard to choose which one I want more. <laughs> They're driving there today. That Diamond Mine closes at 4 p.m. Ooh. So they won't get there today. Okay. But starting tomorrow morning on the show, he'll be able to start digging for a diamond. Bright and early. <laughs> yeah, what time do you think he's starting? Well, it doesn't open until 8 a.m. Oh, my. So can he'll, you, he'll dig you... tomorrow and okay. then drive back. All right. I don't know what it's like. I didn't know if you could, like, go out there on your own. But just, well, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Mike D. Let's do a Mike D. Movie Minute. Here we go. And now, Movie Mike's Movie Minute. All right, Mike, what'd you watch? I just watched a movie called Coda on Apple TV+. Plus. C-O-D-A? C-O-D-A. It stands for Children of Deaf Adults. Is it a documentary? No, it's a real, just a movie. Okay. It's about this girl who, she's the only person in her family who can hear. Her parents are deaf, her older brother oh. is deaf, and she works out on their fishing boat, but she's also wanting to be a singer. And it's her trying to kind of fight the battle of, do I go help my family in their business? Or do I want to go to school to be a professional singer? But she doesn't even know that she's good because her parents don't know what she sounds like. How did you stumble upon this? Uh, a lot of listeners suggested it to me that okay. I should watch it. Because I can tell you the description doesn't make me go, I got to jump in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds sad. It's a little sad. It's emotional, but it makes you feel a little sad, but also happy. There's some good emotional moments in it. And your review? I thought it was really great. I give it four out of five fishing books. Wow. 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 Okay. You know what I like to give zero? out of five soccer balls is that episode of Ted Lasso that was about the beard yeah. the bearded coach the worst episode I've ever seen of that show not great oh. so yeah. bad that we were like we just want to skip over it oh. we didn't have you guys not got that far no it's a couple back this season I guess not Mike did you watch that episode yeah I wanted to stop halfway through too not like, into it. It's like, what are they doing? They go into like the life of the bearded coach guy or something and that's okay I love a backstory I think they all deserve a backstory but we were just confused <laughs> It reminded me of Breaking Bad and the Fly episode. Yeah. Whenever they're trapped underneath. You oh, guys yes. remember that episode? I totally <laughs> remember that fly. one. And the Fly didn't need to like put toxins into their, their meth. Wasn't that the storyline? Yeah, symbolic. <sighs> yeah, so, I mean, maybe this will represent more down the line. Okay. Like, is there... Uh, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know what's going to be down the line. But um, I, I, I don't review. I don't. Re- <laughs> That's zero soccer balls. Wow. Yes, but you have to watch it because you can't skip an episode. Did also. any episode season one for you get z- no. zero soccer no, balls? No, they're all great. Yeah. They're all great. <laughs> I have this tail that I have to start wearing today. Yes. So I'll be wearing it for the next two days. About I lost time. It. Hey, I, I would be happy to have it over with by now. <laughs> I'm sure you I would. I haven't been avoiding it. I've just forgotten about it. So the tail is here. I'll start wearing the tail today. I'll give you guys an update. I can't sit with it because it'll it'll bend the tail. Yeah. Oh. Unless I start cutting holes in the back of seats. <laughs> if you were a human with a tail, that would have to happen. You'd have to have specially made seats. All right. See you guys on Tuesday. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bone Show.